You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2212 South Broad Street. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.church. So, as, as many of you know, we've been talking about parables. We've been exploring Jesus' parables this season, and they are stories that Jesus told that can be are really poignant um, and yet open to big interpretation. And we've been hearing from different speakers among us, um, which has been really fun. And we're gonna we're gonna hear from Marcus next week, actually. So get ready. Um, <laughs> that's gonna be great. Um, but I want to speak to you tonight about. A little, a little tiny parable that Jesus told about a friend knocking at midnight on his, on his friend's door. Um, it goes like this. Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, Jesus said, even though he, will, he doesn't want to give up and give you the bread, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I think Jesus must have been picturing South Philly when he told this parable, because I have had neighbors knock on my door in the middle of the night needing things, and so this, this um, or asking for things. Um, so this really resonated with me. And I listened to Maybe Gritty. Yes. Yes. That's why I love this city. I, I listened to Dr. As some of you might know, Dr. King um, gave a great sermon at one point called A Knock at Midnight on this parable. And so I wanted to get Dr. King's take on this parable before I um, came up with any of my own ideas. And after I listened to his sermon, I was like, I cannot even attempt to make a speech like that ever. So um, I'm going to give you some of his words tonight. Um, adding some of my own observances about our life here in, in 2022, as well as some connecting stories that Jesus told, like this about persistence and asking for what we need and sharing what we have. Um, so Dr. King's first big point was that it's midnight. It's midnight in this story. And it's midnight in our world, so to speak. In Dr. King's time, it was the Vietnam War, um, where, as you know, Vietnamese civilians were being decimated, U.S. soldiers were dying, and he quoted Kennedy saying, humans must put an, an end to war, or war will put an end to humans. And now, as you know, wars continue, and also, the earth is, is burning. Racism and the carceral state continue. 
We, have, we see rising fascism in our government, gun violence, mass murders, criminals, criminalization of immigrants, women's rights eroding. We've got a fragile economy right now. I, I notice that every time I go to the grocery store and everything's like devil, what it used to be. Um, lots of poverty here and around the world. So I had to agree with Dr. King, it feels like midnight in our world in many ways. Dr. King talked about a psychological war in addition to these actual wars that our country is involved in. Um, he called it anxiety, and I think we, we've, we talk about trauma a lot now. Um, it's real, and, and he talked about how the, the instinct to deny our trauma and avoid it um, even in the name of Christian self-care, might be like worse than the trauma itself. Um, he was he was saying we have a great there's a great new commission. Go ye into all the world and keep your blood pressure down, as if um, most of us would like to avoid as much suffering as we can. We don't really want to face the trauma in the world or even our own. Um, everyone's just kind of trying to get by. He called it the, the survival of the slickest. And so meanwhile, these oppressive systems stay in place and hurting people stay hurting. I saw one of our former uh, regular attenders this week um, come into one of our meetings here and she was literally like bent bent over physically from, from a relapse that had, um, is somehow uh, making her physically bent over. And I, I spent time in and out of the hospital this week um, sitting with my father-in-law who's had multiple heart surgeries and they, they still can't figure out how to get his, his rhythm, his heart rhythm to like stay regulated. And so for all, these, for all these reasons, it's midnight in our world. I, ha I have to agree with Dr. King. But in Jesus' story, midnight is interrupted by a knock. Midnight is interrupted by a knock. And Dr. King talked about how people create, crave spiritual bread in our world today. We crave spiritual bread, the bread of faith, first of all. Lord, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And there's this quest for the bread of hope. Many folks feel like there's really nothing to look forward to, uh, which is related to faith. You know, if this is all there is, and we just have to accept things that as, as they are, then there's, it's, it's, of course we despair. And finally, everybody needs the bread of love. So much hatred in the form of, of outright aggression and apathy we face in the world. Dr. King talked about how, how the government has enough money, you know, and he was speaking in 1962, but how the government has enough money to and poverty and hierarchy and, and help people learn to live together and value each other. But we can see that divisions just continue to 
grow deeper. And so right along in Jesus' story, the friend is disappointed at first in his hour of need. The, the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. We're so trained by individual, individualism to just look out for ourselves, right? Like it's our God-given right. I, I confess I felt when I was thinking back to these times, my neighbors have knocked on my door like in the middle of the night, I felt annoyed. I felt inconvenienced when my friends knocked in the middle of the night. And so Dr. King asked, how many times has the church done this? You know, by, re by refusing to stand up to evil and give, and give what they could to, to change it. He was, he was um, recalling his time in Westminster Abbey when he was looking around at the, um, you know, the gorgeous cathedral that it is and thinking about how colonialism was spread all around the world. Um, he was grieved by this acquisition of power and wealth that the, that the church of Jesus has often protected and aligned itself with state power that, that withholds resources from those who need it most. And God, God says, don't play with my people. They come at midnight seeking bread. The resources that we've been given as a church and I say this uh, to remind our hearts, the resources that we have as a church together exist for those who need them. That's why we're here, as Jesus teaches. And so he tells the story that the friend keeps knocking. Even though he was denied at first, the friend keeps knocking with shameless audacity because he knew that there was bread in that house. Dr. King was telling his listeners at, at the time, you have the bread, and I think the same is true of us. You have the bread. Keep it, keep it fresh. Keep your bread fresh. And as I, to be honest, as I was listening to this sermon, I was literally eating bread that my cellmate, Pear, had given to me after our cell meeting. He sent me home with some bread for my kids, and I was eating it. Um, and it just drove the point home. We have the bread. We have bread. We at least have some bread, all of us. Some gift. It might not be a material resource, but some gift. Not as saviors of the world, but as saved people who have been given hope. Some faith, some hope, and some love. Dr. King said at that point, there's a fountain filled with blood. Um, that's kind of a poignant image, but he was remembering that hymn. There's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Um, and, the, and, and that's to say our bread comes from Jesus, this never-ending source. And we must re keep receiving the source from the source, to, from the source to have fresh bread to share. Hopefully we do that with each other here in our Sunday meeting. We, we get to receive something. Dr. King said that the friend who was knocking knew that morning would come. 
he had faith in his friendship or God's provision or something. He kept knocking because he knew that morning would come. But I, I would also like to offer that maybe his friend kept knocking. Maybe his friend didn't have any faith. Um, maybe, they had a, maybe they didn't have a great relationship. Maybe the friend that kept knocking just because he was so desperate and needy. And I think that is a perfectly fine reason to keep knocking as well. Maybe the friend didn't know where else to go. And I think Jesus, Jesus is saying, I honor that persistence too, no matter where it comes from. And the reason I know that is through the other parables and stories that Jesus tells us. The, the parable of the persistent widow. I don't really have time to get into it, but it's about a woman who gets justice from a judge who is neither compassionate or God-fearing. But this woman gets what she needs because she keeps bothering the judge. And the judge, the judge actually is afraid that, he, that she's going to attack him. And so he gives her what she needs. She keeps asking for it. And I struggle a little bit with that because I think it puts pressure on the person in need to do the asking. But... I also hear a note of empowerment there in Jesus' story because the cries of those who cry out for justice are seen and heard by God. Jesus says, Will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? Jesus said, I tell you, he will see that they get justice. And quickly. The uncaring judge, um, that story reminded me a little bit of our advocacy um, as, a, as a church community partnering with our participatory defense hub here. Um, how we were, we were kind of making a bother at City Hall to get Tyquan Atkinson out of prison recently when he, he was being unjustly held after he, he was acquitted. And we kept on shouting around City Hall outside of Larry Kras, the DA Larry Krasner's office. I hope he didn't feel like he was going to be attacked um, like this judge, but we were being bothersome. And I think Jesus is saying... Jesus is admitting that's what it takes to make change sometimes. We have to keep our desire for a better world fresh. I think that that might be what it takes for us to keep knocking on, on Jesus' door, on each other's doors, keeping our desire for a better world fresh. I think it's easy to numb our desires and distract ourselves um, out of despair that things can't change. But I think Dr. King is calling us um, back to our truest instincts. Um, that desire that could keep us vulnerably knocking on that friend's door for what we need and what we need as a, as a culture, as a society, and as a church. You have good instincts. 
you have some good instincts about what is needed for a better world. It's why, it's why we are bothered um, by, by lack of by injustice. We have good instincts about what is needed, especially when our eyes are open to suffering, um, especially if we're open to keep learning and our hearts are soft um, toward pain. We care, and we can do something with our care. And God meets us in our care in the person of Jesus. You know, like we were singing, Jesus cared so much he died to change the course of suffering. Rand, some of you know Rand and our circle of peacemakers, and he led us yesterday to, um, to... look at our first liberation. We're trying to study liberation theology as a church this year. And so we were looking at a piece um, yesterday, and, and he was leading us to consider how the power of the cross of Jesus to defeat sin and death is not just an event in history, even though it was a very important event in history. It's realized again and again in the world when we are willing to pick up our crosses and to suffer together for the wholeness of the world. You know, when we're, when we're willing to get out of bed in the middle of the night and be inconvenienced, when we're willing to show up in partnership with others who might be different from us instead of judging or distancing ourselves like, like is easier when we're willing to give in risky ways because we want the wholeness of humanity more than anything, like God does, because we know how it's intrinsically connected to our own soul's health, each of us. It's all connected. Dr. King, just in closing, Dr. King admitted in this speech at the end that he gets discouraged sometimes. But the Holy Spirit revives his soul. And he said again, like he said many times, there is a balm in Gilead. Jesus promised to never leave us. And we have to hang our knowing there and hear it again and again from trusted friends I read this book on vacation called uh, Living with a Wild God by Barbara Ehrenreich, and um, she's a brilliant atheist thinker. And she does all these backflips to try and explain away the supernatural experiences that happen to her in her life. But in the end of the book, she confesses that she just can't deny the existence of this loving presence, some loving presence that keeps like seeking people out. And so Dr. King was right. Jesus promised to never leave us. And I think we realize that. We realize that when we're willing to keep knocking with each other. So may we keep knocking on behalf of all that the world needs and keeping our bread fresh for the joy of sharing. Let me pray for us. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. 
If you want to talk about it or get connected, visit circleofhope.church. You can also find us on Instagram or Facebook at circleofhopenet.